another young man who's going very nicely indeed is the head of the CEO. He had a baptism of fire, it has to be said. There was a bit on his plate, but he's cleared the decks. And I'm seeing Warrior, a man come yeah. in and look at the weight of the world off his shoulders. And yeah. I speak of Gillan McLaughlin. Hair's back. Welcome, Gil. Hello, Gareth. You have got, Boys, the, Gil, you got the hair back. You've got the bit of the strut back in your walk. Cause you, 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 <laughs> Smile. Sli- you were slinking around a bit for a while, let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know if the hair's reflective, but I'm very pleased to be sitting here on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, two undefeated teams, uh, the MCG. But question: I thought the uh, the leader of the troop was supposed to be here. It's in my notes that he was. Where's JB? Uh, yes. Well, look, it's a good point. We've wondered how we're going to deal with this, and we've got to come clean. You've demanded a pre-record yeah. when when you're the boss. You, you demand it. We have to fall the line. Gold Coast in his defence. So the Saints win. So that that means we're doing this at 11:30. So our the, the, the head of our broadcast team, the professional, <laughs> don't sugarcoat it, Gary. The professional that he is, the, <laughs> he would have been doing homework on questions for you. <laughs> and don't sugarcoat it. Gary, he's, where is he? He's arrived at Etihad. <laughs> All right. He's down at Etihad Stadium. He's just rung out. Big nose producer abusing him because he can't get up the lift at Etihad. There's no one here. No one to let me in. No, they know who I am. And, he, and our big nose had to turn around and said, well, that's good because we're all at the MCG ready to go. What do you think about that, Gil? Yeah, it wouldn't happen on my watch. Is, what, off, is, uh, is there a sort of fining system or how does this work Is he off here? track? <laughs> How have you found in the last six? You are good mates with him. Yeah, you are. So what is his demeanour like? He's just. I think he's got a bit of a spring a in his step. I, there's a lot of things popping in my head why he might be late and confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll you know, move on. You know move he's on. joined um, Instagram. He has. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, well, there's there's a few other things he's potentially joining. Right here. Oh, what else have we got on today? <laughs> he'll be in the car now, yeah. listening, mind you. And he'll be Instagramming well, the fact that he's at it. Well, now he won't because it's pre-recorded. It's pre-recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's no, a very good point. <laughs> Jim's not here just for a few moments. <laughs> hey, let's straighten it up for a moment, Gil. Um, big issue out of the Monday game here at this venue, Hawthorne versus Geelong. The uh, situation involving Mitch Clark, where he reported to the footy club something that he felt he heard during the game. Um, it's played out in a way that neither club wanted it to have happen. It's played out in a way whereby the AFL is not going to investigate anything that may or may not have been said to him. And, and Mitch himself um, never wanted it to get to the public domain and, and certainly now wants it to definitely go away. As CEO of the organisation, though, with various policies in place to deal with vilification and the like with uh, by way of exchange between players on a football field, now, on the Saturday uh, afternoon, uh, five, six days after the game, what, can I get you and your take as to, as to how this has played out and what you think needs to be done to, to put a line on this particular situation? Well, I think from what I've certainly read this morning, from what I understand, that, that Mitch has put a line under it. Mm. Because in all these things, the reality is what has to happen is that there has to be a, or a mediation and understanding and, a, and, and, and the party that feels aggrieved has to you know, ultimately um, owns where it goes. And the two things I know about this, there is some confusion about what was said. And I think, uh, and what is certainly clear, is that uh, Mitch wants to move on and does want to talk about it and and wants to push ahead. It's a delicate issue. I don't think anyone is quite clear about what happened. 
I'm not sure even Geelong are, and there's confusion at Hawthorne. And I think ultimately Mitch wants everyone to move ahead, and, and that's and that's ultimately a good outcome. You've got policies though to, to deal with this matter, and there was an incident last year at the Gabba, Tom Rockliffe versus Brent Harvey. Again, a word was exchanged, and again, post match, the, the parties didn't want to take it any further. There are policies in place, and, and the AFL made a, a very big statement some years ago by putting policies around all sorts of things. When something may happen, are you not though obliged to, to go further than, than just simply asking the player who's either had said something said to him or alleged to have had something um, said by that person um, wanting it to go away. Is it more important, though, for the competition to actually get a proper... No, because this is things happening out on the field and ultimately the only people who know and hear are the person's talking and ultimately it's about um, the satisfaction of the person. So if they actually don't want to take it any further and they actually understand and can contextualise it that it was on the heat of the field and they're OK and they don't, they aren't actually offended... Uh, after the game, I think it's appropriate then we move on. If the person um, uh, doesn't feel like that, then it's, a, it's our duty to get to the bottom of it. So I think, I think uh, you have to treat every situation um, on a case-by-case basis. Um, and I think those, both of those are examples where the players ultimately, when they came off, want to move on. I think the beauty of this one, Gil, it puts everyone on notice now, doesn't it? All the other clubs. And, and look, we, we know, Rip and Mitch has openly put it out there that he's still going through... Um, some areas of his of his illness. So I think what it does for the other 16, 17 clubs that have actually watched it, and, and look, I think Joel Selwood handled himself beautifully on the footy show Thursday night, but you just see a little bit of an underlying thing there. As a captain, he's always going to say the positive thing, but they would have talked about it as a group. And I think the other AFL clubs need to be smart enough, and I think the coaches I, and the footy department. I think there are areas where people together. just can't go. Yeah. That's one of them, but ultimately it's about uh, Mitch Clark's sort of health and well-being, and and he wants to move on, and I think it's a, a you know that's the right outcome. But I think the the competition's on notice mm. about about that issue. Have we heard the end of Asada and Essendon? Let me be the one to get this out of the road. I mean, they're going to appeal or not? I have no idea. Um, I think they've got to, Asada have got till the nineteenth uh, of April, and then uh, Wada have got a period after that. So you'd I don't be, know. You'd be shattered if they appealed. I will wait and see what no, you do, Gareth. I know you would, because, I mean, right now our focus is turned back on the footy, and that is a great thing, because we've had a great ground, round one. The reports are slowly leaking out. The, you know, the media people have got their hands on this report, and the way Asada have been portrayed in all this was that why did they go and push this case in the first place? So to go away would be a great result. I think everyone in the footy world is enjoying what we're last week, and was a great round of footy. I think people are back focus on the footy and, and I think certainly we want to move on. Alan Jones rings you, will you go and, in, and be interviewed <laughs> by him tomorrow? I'm happy to talk about all those issues. What do you say about Andre and what's her name, Andre Andruska. Andruska. Of all that interview and I listened to it and then there was a, it was a, a it was a ambush, no question about that. But it, there was a moment there where you looked uncomfortable, or you sounded uncomfortable. That was the first question, because I'd had a toasted sandwich in my hand driving down King's Way, yeah. and uh, I thought we were going to talk about the opening of the season. So I was sort of, mm. contextually, and I sort of took a while to um, I get my bearings. Um, so pull, if you pulled just... over into sort of um, bow repairs there on the left. Yeah. And well, Damo, I jacked I, up the car. Off and... the top of my head, I can't, because I haven't immersed myself like you have, but there was a... a, a he, wrote, he read a quote out a, the, in that the, said it, that you wanted to sort of manufacture an outcome. Yeah, well, I... To, to I the was, head of... The, the then head of Asada. There's the, the, in the discovery process, through thousands of documents through the Supreme Court case, there's essentially no smoking guns, nothing found. There's a scrap of paper that had my initials and that was in Aurora's documents. I don't even know. It was written on a, on a piece of paper. 
uh, out of context, I don't know the context, I've not spoken to Aurora, but any concept of um, conspiracy or manufacturing outcome, I completely and emphatically deny. And there's not one scintilla of evidence anywhere else. So I can't, I can't speak for what those notes represent. We had many conversations. Um, that yeah. angle had played out in the federal court cases, by the way. It wasn't a, that wasn't a revelation. No, in, in there was, there's nothing new in that. Um, Gillen, just the, I mean, you talk about the footy, and, and I get all that, and, and, and where you are at, you wanted football to be played and, and successfully as it was last weekend, and you want it to be gone again. But there, there, it's not a great environment right now in the, in the backdrop to the game. We've just mentioned something with Mitch Clark, and you've, you've given a context of that. Um, the drugs policies and the, and the fines, or the, the um, I suppose, the ATS the samples of two Collingwood players um, under, under the, under the uh, ASADA code, what... Can you, and, and again, we don't want to what, labour this conversation for too long, but what is going to happen with the illicit drugs policy? Well, there's a, the, the policy settings broadly. I mean, I think there's not just the illicit drugs, there's the, um, our, our, our um, performance and our, our ASADA policy. I think they need to be re- reviewed in conjunction. My view is that there's been an unacceptable number of issues. Um, there is a pervasiveness um, around illicit drugs in society at the moment, and I think that there is some level example through the ones that are in the public domain at the moment that the potential we need to, our policy settings aren't working. So we're going to review them. Mark Evans, ahead of footy, Andrew Dillon, ahead of compliance, have kicked off a process. Um, hopefully it'll be sort of done by June, July, of reviewing the policies in conjunction with the players, and it's a voluntary program um, with the clubs, um, have, you been alarmed, the club, have you been alarmed at, the, at the, um, the findings that have come your way from what happened in testing off-season? And have you been um, briefing football clubs about the broad numbers of those findings? Mm, the, the, the specific findings of the hair testing is oh, it's obviously confidential, but I don't, you know, I think I can say there's nothing alarming or greatly different to where we were last year. But there's a, just enough issues, whether it's the Collingwood boys or others in and around the system say it's time to review our settings. And the, the illicit drugs policy has been in for 10 years. It's been... Technically you know, speaking, was, though, the Collingwood a, situation is, is a performance-enhancing situation. I mean, I know the commentary around it has got it into an illicit drugs domain, but mm-hmm. what do you know about that? Because uh, that you, night you said you'd review the illicit drugs policy on the back of a question relating to a performance-enhancing breach. No, I was specifically asked about the illicit drugs policy by Jared, and I can't comment on anything I know, and I don't know very much. You know that, Damo. But you know what we're going to do is review all of the settings and make sure we've got it right and the right policies to take us forward, and that's appropriate. The players have come out pretty strongly during the week, Gil, and, and said one in all in. That includes footy staff, um, AFL people. What, what's your take on that? I think that's fair. Yeah. I think it has to be an industry policy. Um, and it has to be sort of one in all in. And I don't think that anyone's got an issue with that. Me- media. media. Media as well. Yeah. Yep, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I've got no drama with that. But. Yeah. Um, and, and just on that, from, from um, like, hair testing has been done over the last few years to give you an indication and, and not for reporting purposes, hasn't it? So it's not officially... Yep. Is that likely to become more of a an official... Uh, thing uh, Sam Mitchell said four times four random hair tests for each player throughout the course of the year is that something that is, is on the case? it's on the table for discussion I know that the, the players association think that's a positive direction um, I, I just don't want to get to conclusions there's a group of guys doing the work now as I said they'll liaise with everyone and then there'll be a set of recommendations I know that's something endorsed by or being pushed by the players and I think it's obviously a very positive step North Melbourne Football Club uh, you've put a lot of faith in them you've given them Friday night footy they turn up last week and perform in the manner I mean what what would the message be for Jim if he was actually here 
Uh, I, I wouldn't presume to tell James anything about North might, Melbourne. Might the turn foot. up at the right place, maybe, <laughs> would be a start. That's a good start. <laughs> I hope North Melbourne turn up at Eddie Had tomorrow, not here. Well, come on, Jim. I can't give a better introduction than that. Oh, I couldn't hear you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> peanut. Wait, mate, look, we're not embarrassed. Uh, Gil has made himself available. This is the most powerful man in football. He's going to go and do all the other the second and third raiders along the row here. But you would have thought that he turned up at the number one station, that the number one man might have found his way uh, clear to actually be here. I heard after that interview it was as dry as a lime burner's boot. What about giving us something worth talking about? Unfortunately, I'm still here, big fella. Oh, I thought you'd <laughs> Where are you? I'm in the car driving up Flinders Lane or whatever the hell it is. I thought when I saw the draw that Collingwood Adelaide would have to be at the G, uh, given that it's their home game, so I've gone to the wrong place. I think you'd sort of look at the <laughs> Richmond Bulldogs draw, you would have thought, what? JB, that that's the one we're doing, mate. You'd look at that. Stop talking, Jim. the other one. There's <laughs> um, significant the leadership thing, at that club, isn't there? <laughs> the other issue is I was standing at the lift at Eddie had wondering why it wasn't working, and if a staff member at that venue had come my way, they would have copped the biggest blast of anyone ever in the history of copping it, and they would have looked at me like I was an imbecile, which I'm starting to think I am. Well, there's no question. It's round two, Jim. It's round two. <laughs> Oh, no. Have you got anything out of him? Is he giving you anything or is he just bored yeah. across that? Yeah, I don't know whether you heard where he said that Good Friday footy's on next year and you ain't Good. involved. Yeah. North Melbourne, Carlton, that's already been confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we've done all our sharp stuff, mate, so unless you've got something to add, bugger off and get here. No, I haven't. I'm on my way. I'm just driving through the beautiful East Melbourne. It's all good. All right. Well, off you go. That's very nice to join us. There's our leaders. How do you reckon we're going? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very strong start. <laughs> we're fracturing uh, guilt. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, surprised, I'm I'm surprised North Melbourne got beaten like that after seeing his performance this morning. No, no. The, the fish rots at the head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is a nice way to end this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. You've got a busy day and then you're off to the Gold Coast, but um, I can see the sparkle coming mm. back in your eyes. I think you've picked yourself yeah. up. Thanks, gents. Get the Good same time, Gil, tonight, will you? Gil McLaughlin joining us there for Holden. Let's go there. This is the Saturday Robin for McDonald's at Triple M without Jim.